how I started writing this or why. I started. This sounds. Sick. I, 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 this should be even the show because this feels disgusting. Why? <laughs> this feels disgusting. <laughs> Now, hey, welcome. <laughs> this is gonna be a trip, man. Hey, welcome. But we got to get out of here. Oh, you notice I'm stalling. I've been stalling for 15 minutes now. Hey, yep. welcome. it's like you don't want to start the show. Even. What's going on? I, 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 this is why I'm doing this, though, right? To force myself. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Hey, welcome back to whatever this is. We're gonna call it a, a special episode of 1980s now. Uh, mm -hmm. which is, this is true still, we're still a weekly examination of 1980s pop culture and you'll see mm -hmm. why in just a moment uh, mm -hmm. in, in examining its continued influence today. And, and there's no exception for what we're talking about on this bonus episode, but first I'm going to say my name is Will and joining mm -hmm. me as always are my good friends, Kat and John. Hey guys. Hi guys. Hello. And you are good friends for putting up with us. This nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> We're not nearly as put out as you think we are put out. Yes. Um, that's, the only shenanigan here is all the procrastinating. <laughs> my procrastinating. Yours. For the last yeah. 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> well, you're good friends because I feel it's in a sense almost I did a bait and switch with you, you know? It's like, hey, you guys want to join this podcast and we'll talk about fun things forever. Yeah, because we've only been on for like a month and you suddenly changed it up, right? Oh, after I was recovering. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's more like bait and bait and bait and bait and bait and bait and switch. <laughs> Well, I promise we'll start baiting again sometime soon. Ooh, I can't wait to bait. I had heard that John's very good at it. And some folks say he's a master even at baiting. I am. Yes. Baiting. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, Will. Yeah. You're not funny. Cat. the time it took you to get there, mm -hmm. that was funny. Yeah. See, and John, and I will, I will give it to us to know we just had to give her the space. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the space. Let, let it breathe. It's, it's like you open a bottle of wine, right? You yeah. really got to let it breathe and get, get, the, get the aroma, get the oxygen in it before it really, oh, I got it. Thank you. I'll take that. Take it that in, means yeah. I'm a fine wine. Thank mm -hmm. you. Very good. See there? So I haven't switched entirely because uh, we talked about this uh, uh, last week. We teased that this was going to happen that our, in, in, at least for the rest of the year here, I shouldn't say at least that's mm -hmm. the goal as uh, just as much as that. And that mm -hmm. we should be able to go back to normal business. Um, mm -hmm. But these in between episodes, we're going to talk about 1980s pop culture from a slightly different perspective. One being the novel that I've been working on for some time that I'm bringing home. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. in the end, uh, the final stretch, right? Final stretch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, I've been in the final mm -hmm. stretch for like a decade, but that's what I mean. <laughs> and it is related to 1980s pop culture in a number of different ways. One, it's set in the 1980s squarely uh, in the decade. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a lot of, as, as a result, not only for just color, but there's uh, some historical things that really took place in the 1980s that are part of this story. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then there's other things that came out of the 1980s that are, that play a significant role and again are just not uh, background music uh, pun intended because music in, in part plays a big role too um, mm -hmm. and so my hope is that we could chat about different aspects of the book uh, with regard to the characters the plot these different things that I'm talking about uh, music dance mm -hmm. you know and, and in the future to the extent you guys are willing and able and interested we'll chat more like this about different more particular aspects of 
again, everything is related to 1980s of pop culture. And there's yeah. other folks I've reached out to, guests to come on that have a particular angle, again, that's related to something in the story, including mm-hmm. uh, hip hop music, uh, break in, uh, mm-hmm. movies from the 80s, probably mm-hmm. more particular Bollywood movies. Um, mm-hmm. And then some more, some of the social issues that are involved in the story, which, you know, tune in because we've all had these experiences, mm. but like being bullied when you're a kid. There's right. anybody who avoids being bullied. Even the bullies are probably being bullied. That's why they bully. I mean, that's the psychology oh, of it yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah. kick the dog thing. Tra- yeah. Translation cat is he's yeah. arranged for some more informed guests than us <laughs> to talk with him about his book. And when I don't have a guest, guys, please do this for me. I have someone canceled. Please show I'm up. Desperate. Right? When he does have a guest, you guys, if you want to sit this one out? Yeah. Totally cool. In fact, I encourage it. Yeah. In fact, yeah. And if you are on the show, can you just mute your mic, please? Cool. <laughs> No hand gestures allowed. <laughs> and as we look, and as we get into these different things, and you know, I'll, I'll bring up some more of these issues, or I'll tell you more of the topics as we talk today. Mm-hmm. You listening at home, or in your car, or wherever, if you have, if something sparks and inspires you, or you recall a, a memory or something from the 1980s where you had an experience like that, or you want to share with us, please let us know. Uh, you can write it to me, uh, Will at 1980s now, or Cat uh, at 1980s mm-hmm. now. Uh, John doesn't care. And then that's it. My final, I don't know what draft this is at this point, but this revision, I really lost count a long time ago. Does it matter? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, but then that fi- this final revision, at least uh, to a point where I'll be satisfied with Ooh, it. We'll be done. New Year's Eve. Right. It'll be done. So how did this journey begin? I mean, you said it's been a long time coming. Yeah. When did you actually, when did you start putting philosophical pen to philosophical paper? Yeah. Wow. I am, I got to tell you, I am as embarrassed as I am just talking about myself at all for any extended period of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking about regular listeners to the show. Would they think that's a lie? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, short bursts, some good short bursts, some good for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Is it? I heard that uh, about you. Like he- <laughs> hey, you're the, you're the master. You would know. I'd have to. Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. The authority, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, you were going to say something. Uh, I I was going to say something about list, liking hearing your own voice and talking about yourself oh. are two different things. <laughs> ha! Well, uh. I like to do both, but if there's something different about sell, talking about something you're, I don't know. There's something about just writing generally or creating, John, with creating your videos, it's such a solitary process that mm. there's an mm. awkwardness to ultimately sharing it with others, I think. Now you've done, you do it so regularly at this point, maybe you don't have that vulnerability or that sort of, you know, strange, oh, I don't know. surreal experience, but. Hmm. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, it, look, if you were publishing a book every week, that'd be yeah. something different. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you've done a fine job thus far tap dancing around my question. Which <laughs> yeah, is, so when okay. did you begin this process? <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So I'll just carry on as strange as this is. A I've long, interviewed people before. <laughs> a long time Don't ago. Don't try to get out of the question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a long time ago. Uh, I want to say, so I, I want to say it was around 2007. So however many mm-hmm. years ago that was, I'm, don't nobody do the math. Was it 16 years? Uh, that I 16 years and probably what really what it was is and I've told you guys this before you know I I, I used to have the opportunity when I lived where I lived years ago uh, to do more Mm -hmm. artistic things you know where I worked Mm -hmm. in theater in particular for years yeah Mm -hmm. and did different things there and when I moved to where I am now uh, (laughs) it's different opportunities I I decided that I was putting that away you know I was going to focus on being a real adult which is silly I was an adult when I did that's not fun yeah no (laughs) not only not fun you learn, I think anybody who has even a spark of creativity in their sort of souls, and most people do to some extent, 
Mm, you learn yeah. you can't suppress that impulse, you know? It feels mm -hmm. yep. malignant too. It feels like you're making yourself sick almost. And I did it for years, you know? For years, I was trying to just suppress these impulses. But around mm. 2007, I thought, well, here's something I can do. I might not have access to New York theater anymore, you know, or these opportunities mm -hmm. to write music or whatever. But I can write. No one can stop me from just writing fiction or whatever. So <laughs> I started No doing one can that. stop me. <laughs> no one can stop me. <laughs> As if there were legions of people trying well, to stop you. <laughs> it turns out the, the, your, your worst enemy in these situations is yourself. You yeah. Know, can stop you. Um, but yeah, I would say it was around 2007. I thought, and the way to start was I thought I'll just document different life experiences, fun adventures that I, stories I recall experiencing or friends sharing with me that mm -hmm. happened during the 1980s because as we, look, this is our whole show. That's the sort of most romantic era for me and not necessarily in a love sense, but you know, that sort of spirit mm -hmm. of youth and growth. And so, yeah, I started documenting those stories. Well, I think it's very fortunate that you based it in the 80s because yeah. had you based it when you began writing the novel, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to uh -oh. go back and take out all the parts where they're using their Blackberries. Huh. <laughs> to, like, yeah. oh, everything has changed. It's been a decade plus since I started That's that. That's true. <laughs> yeah, if I tried to make it a contemporary book, yeah. And then yeah, I, right, mm -hmm. because contemporary has has moved somewhat since yes. you began the basic yes. outline. That's a good point. But you're, you're, you're region locked into this era yeah. that we know so well, so that helps. Yeah. And and before you get into, I'm sure you're going to share with us, so I'm coming into yeah. this very cold. I've never seen a draft, the synopsis. No, no, I don't glad. know the plot, anything like that. But mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you, each time we do one of these special episodes, yeah. Ooh. knowing that your target for completion yeah. is the end of the year. Yeah. And knowing that you've worked on it for several weeks, months, 16 years, where would you say you are mm -hmm. on a percentage scale? Yeah. Or we could start from oh, now and say now is zero and the end of the year is a hundred percent. Or you could say yeah. you are X percent done and we need to get to a hundred by the end. Either way you'd like to look at it. Yeah. Where would you say you are progressionally? Like you had a Gantt chart this, where mm -hmm. are you? getting it done. Yeah. And I've actually, that's a good question because I've, and I've actually thought about it. Uh, the, 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 there's a complete story right now. There's been for a long time, okay. a beginning, middle mm -hmm. and end. Uh, there's okay. some little holes and some things that need to be. So, uh, so as far as to take it from where it is, is this draft to something that I feel comfortable sharing with other folks? Uh, I would say I'm about 85% mm -hmm. of the way there, maybe. Okay. 85. Uh, yeah. Got it. I don't, yeah. Which uh, for, taking which, note, which for me feels like, <laughs> It's a healthy amount that needs to get done, but not something that's not attainable in the next three months. Okay. But yeah, and just to be clear, so John's never read it. He doesn't know anything about it and that's fine. And that's, I, I, I'm glad about that uh, because he brings a, a, I'll say a different perspective, but he brings no perspective. Uh, and Katz actually has, has read a draft of it. <laughs> the last draft of it. Yes. You know, have you guys ever considered documenting any of the, any of your misadventures other oh, than on the show? Well. Well, you got me doing yeah. it well in the, yeah. in the blogs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I hadn't considered that before. And I mean, well, it's hard to find time to write right now, but I kind of got hooked on it because you wait, you asked me, oh, can you write blog posts like yeah. a couple years ago? And I was like, no, mm -hmm. no, mm. I'll edit it, but no. And then you asked again and I was like, no. <laughs> and then, mm -hmm. then you asked another time and I was like, all right, fine, I'll try. And then- Suddenly it's like, yeah. wow, this is great. <laughs> I've, I've always, not always, probably for the last 20 years or so, I have considered, um, mm. and not just considered, acted upon, documenting some sort of personal and familial history and mm. history of my immediate circle, which I have also nicknamed. But the point is, 
I have a wiki, a personal wiki, mm. which, you know, is oh, yeah. crowdsourced. You can go yeah. and you can edit. And it's, if I have a pertinent story about like a document, every place I've ever lived, uh, mm. when we moved in, when we moved out, what wow. pets we had, things like that. There's mm-hmm. pages for that because as I found out around the time I turned, you know, 40 ish that that stuff's starting to fade from my memory. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I have a vague recollection of living somewhere, you know, or, or that friend that we had or whatever. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So documenting stuff, you know, not every little whimsical thing, it, mm-hmm. but I, I have, uh, I have explored doing that because I think there's definite value to that and to capturing information for, for my descendants, yeah. you know, who mm-hmm. will never get a chance to know me. Yeah. That is really cool. Wow. A personal wiki. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we need access to that so I can put yeah. fake stuff in it. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's available. I'll mm-hmm. share it with you sometime. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's a, it's you can learn all sorts of <sighs> stupid stuff about me. <laughs> <laughs> that thing about memory, it's it's kind. Mm. I always consider myself to have a good memory, but I I know mm. what you're talking about, and you know there is that. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. read it. We've heard it from other folks. That idea that if you more you recall something, the worse the memory gets. Almost like you know, wearing out a, a tape. A well, it kind of changes it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's, it moves yeah. further away from the original. Mm-hmm. Right, you start contaminating with with what you remember versus what has changed in your mind since then. And the next time mm-hmm. you remember it, you remember kind of that version. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's, it's like you have to pick it up, you touch it, set it down, and it's modified each yeah. time that you have to touch it. Yeah. It seems, yeah. I, oh, I used absolutely. To pride myself so much on having an like a I want to say photographic memory, but semi photographic memory in the sense that pornographic is what. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. What's that? <laughs> I, but like for example, like like I would call like uh, maybe this is a basic kind of thing. A movie I saw in the eighties. Let's keep it in the eighties because that's what we're selling mm-hmm. the shows about. In the eighties, mm-hmm. who I saw it with, where roughly we saw in the theater, mm-hmm. sat in the theater. You know what time the show was. But that stuff's like going now. And mm. I don't like that feeling of not having those things at my fingertips anymore. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah. those things at your fingertips. Well, not that. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's minutia. But, you know, something. Yeah. Wait, is this a masturbating I, joke well, again? What okay. <laughs> <It was. laughs> Clearly, I'm not good at making them. Um, <laughs> but, Will, that when you said that you, you used to pride yourself, I, I say that all the time, that exact phrase. I used to pride myself on my memory. Yeah. And now it's busy doing something else. I, <laughs> like, I mean, it's not gone. I, I can kind of get myself to a, a point for certain life events, but there's so many things that a family member or a friend will tell me. And I'm like, really? We did that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm, yeah, it's yeah. just not, not as clear. My yeah. mom sent me a photograph of myself just last week. And I shared with you guys. Mm, right? yeah. so, that photo, yeah. Right. So this, this picture of me like sitting in this chair and, <laughs> and I'm writing my mom. I'm like, where am I? What is this place that I'm <laughs> oh in? Gosh, you don't even know where you are. No, no. And she's oh. like, well, I just found this other photo and you're in the photo with these two people. So it's probably the summer you spent in Fort Myers with your great aunt and your grandmother. Oh, I'm wow. like, yes, of course it has to be. Mm. Cause there's yeah. a picture of me and this kid that I got to bring along. And I'm like, why mm-hmm. else would we be in some random place? I don't recognize it had to be that trip. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. And I think about that trip, how impactful it was to me to spend this week with a buddy and just kind of running wild. And I remember we went and saw Ice Pirates. Mm. 
And it was oh. rated whatever it was rated R or PG-13. wasn't. I think it was R back then, but we yeah. kind of snuck in. And you think about in the moment, I remember everything about that because there was some nudity and there was some profanity <laughs> and it was mm. funny and we weren't supposed to be there. And mm. now I couldn't tell you the plot of Ice Pirates. The only yeah. thing I can remember is that I went with my buddy, <laughs> space herpes were involved and water was currency. That's all I really Whoa. could tell you. <laughs> like a, imagine like the beat for beat plot that you knew when you walked mm. out that mm-hmm. is all degraded. Yeah. What mm-hmm. parts, how do you know what the high water mark is going to be? What is going to yeah, survive yeah. your memory and yeah. what's going to just fade into minutia and not be worth saving? You never yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love if Ice Pirates has nothing to do with what you just said too. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> it's a nice beauty movie. <laughs> Turns out. On the sea. <laughs> That'd be great. So when I started documenting mm-hmm. these stories, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, I started getting ambitious. So I was writing these little short stories, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I started getting somewhat ambitious thinking I could pull these together into some kind of bigger narrative. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot of these things were just boring. Like the, whatever would be the narrative couldn't serve uh, and, and to try to keep it still biographical, wouldn't be the, I don't know, something that would rise to the level of something, you know, what I perceive a reader would want to read. You know, because the goal was to have somebody Mm -hmm. read it. You know, I'm certainly not. Mm -hmm. Don't don't uh, imagine I'll ever be Stephen King. Not not just an editor. Yes, (laughs) exactly. It's kind of like the podcast, right, John? And when you started out, probably thought this too. Mm -hmm. If I can get uh, this is the fourth what the fourth listener concept is. Yeah, John does on his uh, podcast Gen X Grown Up. You should check that out. Yeah, is if I can get one stranger to listen to this Mm -hmm. show, then I've (laughs) succeeded. You know, I've made it. Yep. It's yep. funny because once you, after you get that one stranger and there's another, another, you kind of forget about it. You know, mm-hmm. just a lot of strangers. Yeah. That's why we keep that concept. Whoever it is, yeah. if you just listen brand new today, you're that fourth listener yeah. because you're mm-hmm. the one more. You're the one more. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, yeah. in doing these stories and trying to make it more colorful and interesting, I started doing research just because even then when I started this, you know, again, 16 years ago, uh, I, I don't know that I had at the ready the kind of details I would want to use to evoke the feeling of the 1980s. Now, mm-hmm. you know, f- fast forward to now, now that we've been doing this podcast for several for years now, it's a little mm-hmm. easier, but yeah. back mm-hmm. then. And so <laughs> yeah. in researching where I grew up, Jersey City, New Jersey, and historical events and other types and places and po- politics, the economy, you know, all these kinds of things, I started finding things that I thought would be more interesting uh, in my story. That didn't happen to me, you know, but happened to Mm -hmm. other people. Uh, And and I guess in particular, sort of because I I feel like, you know, again, I'm stalling a bit, talking anything specific about the book is, (laughs) I remembered this really terrible thing about my city. Mm -hmm. That it was horribly racist, (laughs) maybe just generally, but certainly a lot of people were racist towards Indian immigrants. Mm-hmm. So folks who had emigrated from India and we had a, I only learned this by research, uh, you know, we had a, a sort of a, a lot of folks come over in the seventies and in the eighties and they settled in a couple of different places in, in the state of New Jersey. And one of them was Jersey city. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that hit me, it was like, uh, suddenly that character, a character that was my age that had immigrated, that had to deal with that had to be in my story be part of the crew. Mm. And as I started researching ways of making him more fleshed out and not in avoiding just doing a stereotype of a non-Indian person writing for an Indian character, I learned a lot more about what happened in Jersey City with regard to these, you know, terrible, again, just, just terrible discrimination and hatred. I'll tell you about it, it, a little bit here and we could talk about it in another episode. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but parallels that happen in Sounds India. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Around the same time. A whole episode dedicated to racism. I can't wait. Got it written down right here. It says John is going to lead us in a discussion. Oh. My footnote. Maybe because you're from Florida, I picked you. I, I don't know. Wow. That's fair. Okay. But and in particular, in this, there was one particular summer in Jersey City, New Jersey, where Indian folks of the Indian community were targeted and were attacked. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. And again, we could talk about it more in detail when we're not having so much fun. But I learned that in India, there were similar types of uh, discrimination, violence against, by Indians against other groups within India. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes it was just based on what we, what we call, you know, here the Anglos call the caste system. So folks that were of a mm-hmm. lower, lower class were mistreated, you know, and there's a, an inciting mm-hmm. incident from my story, but also in, in reality that happened in the, uh, t- again, I'll tell you about it at some point in the future. But so this character, this teenage Indian boy, he became in the story I left, you know, he, and he was going to be a proxy for the things that I experienced, but it, and it made it easier to use him because some of the things I wanted to talk about, including race and dealing with, you know, race, because I felt mm-hmm. like I had my experiences with folks because you know my, my i'm half puerto rican and half everything every other race you could imagine <laughs> where folks would you know call me derogatory names because of you know my <laughs> being half latino it's it's anyway mm. but it's easier to tell wow. a story about somebody else who had these really terrible and exaggerated hyperbolic sort of experiences mm-hmm. you know it sounds like you created an uphill climb for yourself in this. I mean, I, I was curious you, because you had shared with us that it was going to be this Indian immigrant. I knew that much. And until you had told this little bit of a story of how you selected that, it made me wonder, they say like, write about what you know. Yeah. And you're not an Indian immigrant, right. you know? So I understand you want to use him for a proxy, but it's really yeah. curious to me that it's almost like you made it more difficult for yourself because <laughs> now you need to make sure you understand this mm-hmm. other culture yeah. to then project your experiences through this other person and try to understand how they would interpret them. Yeah. Not ever having that basis. Right. I mean, have you, have you talked to other, like I expect you probably have yeah. over, how could you avoid in 16 years yeah. speaking <laughs> with some Indian immigrants? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm guessing you did like some cultural research or interviews or yeah. talking with friends or that kind of thing. Yeah. You're to get right. that in your head. Yeah. It became clear to me. It had to be him and it had to be the situation just because of how they lent themselves to being, uh, being able to tell my story, you know, via these other characters, mm-hmm. but you're right, John, I created this thing that was, it became a block automatically, psychologically, mm. because in no shape mm-hmm. or form did I feel like I was entitled or mm. had the information necessary mm-hmm. to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So, right. I read mm-hmm. a lot of books about mm-hmm. stuff that happened in India during the time period, stuff that happened in, in, in where I grew up during the time period and, 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 and before. And it was only after I did that, <laughs> that, t- that took a long time, that I started feeling mm-hmm. more comfortable writing about these characters. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I felt like yeah. I had done enough research that I could write, I would write. And then I would mm-hmm. hit a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how this mm-hmm. is. Then right. I'm doing more research. But ultimately, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to a point where years ago, again, it was years ago, not 16 years ago, but maybe five Less or six. Less than 16. <laughs> maybe five <laughs> or six years ago. <laughs> I did share a draft with, well, I did a couple of things. One, I met with a woman who's an author, a writer and a journalist, who had written mm-hmm. a short story about the, about the thing I told you about that happened in Jersey City, a biographical mm-hmm. short story of some things that happened to her when she was my age at mm-hmm. that time in the 1980s. So mm-hmm. I found her, we met, 
We had Indian mm-hmm. food together in Jersey City. It was great. And right. I talked to her about it and she was very supportive. And mm-hmm. then when I got farther, far enough along in the process, I did have a person, another Indian immigrant that was my age, that grew up where I grew up, read it. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess that was as close to a sensitivity read, as they call it, that I've had so far. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she right. said, she gave me a couple things like, you know, I remember when we arrived in the country, I thought this. And another mm-hmm. moment, this. Otherwise, she was like, yeah, I think this is, this feels legitimate to me. Very cool. But yeah. mm-hmm. only because mm-hmm. I did all Certainly. the research that I feel comfortable. Right. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And plus you're mapping a young man in his teens onto this other young man in his teens. Yeah. But unless he came over alone, he's got family and siblings and parents oh, and yeah. things like that, that you have, you've never been one of those. Well, now you have, you've waited long enough that you've been a parent. So now you yeah. have, but I mean, <laughs> no, like, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you've never been that adult that has just immigrated. That's yet yes. another layer of abstraction right. that you had to mentally mm-hmm. and character wise calculate. I can only imagine. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of work. And you know what? I want to keep this kind of high level for the, for today at least. And so mm-hmm. we could definitely talk more about that, but to, to make it seem a little lighter and more interesting. <laughs> Is there a quiz? What? No, <laughs> no. I was going to say that an aspect of it that was true to my history. Well, I don't know. Again, I don't know. It sounds like I'm going to bring the story even further down. Please. I think it's interesting. I think it's a good story. It is Hang in a there. good story. Thanks, Kat. Kat it, read it. Okay, is. Good. it absolutely is. And I, this is fascinating because, right, like I have to keep reminding myself, John doesn't know. Yeah. John hasn't read it. And and I have. So, Kat, you've so, read a draft of this, right? Is that yes, okay? I have. Make sure. Yes. I don't think we mentioned that yet, but I'll make sure that, because yeah. I kind of okay. half knew that. I want to make sure that's what I understood. So, you actually, yes. you have a yeah. full context. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do. And Although then, Will yeah. would argue that I didn't pay any attention to the content and all I paid attention to was <laughs> punctuation, which is false. But. Oh, good. Oh, it is false. Okay, good. <laughs> yes, it's false. Cool. Oh, it could be good. <laughs> I, and maybe I should just say- oh, hi. This guy loves semicolons. <laughs> Holy Moses. It was the opposite, job. She was like, no, not enough semicolons. Like yeah. She loves semicolons. <laughs> I do. I she loves do. commas it's, and semicolons. It's, it's world, makes the world go around. <laughs> I, I realize high level, let me just say what the story is. And I got to be honest with you, it's- it's been hard to get this to an elevator pitch or a, a blurb that does it justice because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've done that and then shared the book with people. And, and they're, honestly, they're like, oh, this is kind of different than what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, oh, crap. Uh-huh. Well, that's not yeah. good. That's not good. But <laughs> that's not what you write on the back jacket. Yeah. So I'll just, <laughs> not what I expected. Or, or was, what, what was the other one? Not as shitty as I expected. Yeah, there you go. I knew, I knew one of you guys would remember. That was, yeah. So you're going to pull reviewers quotes when you get it printed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reviewers quotes are going to be people who were not, who were confused by yeah. the explanation they yeah. were given. Yeah. <laughs> not what I was expecting. You know, you know this guy, yeah. three stars. Bait and switch, just like your podcast. So that's what it was about. Yeah. Four stars, right? <laughs> oh, quotes. I get so it just now. high level, high level. This is yes. the story. Okay. Real high level. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and again, I'm not good at putting this in elevator pitch. I could tell you stuff chronologically in a sense, because what? I just, I just imagined real high level, real high level. Chapter one. <laughs> Into the weeds immediately. Right, exactly. Yeah, the wonkiest uh, high okay. level. Yeah. Uh, so again, this will be, I had to, whatever. Okay, here we go. 
Stop explaining your explanation. <laughs> yeah. Just give so us the explanation. In, in the, again, the set, so it's set in the early 1980s. And just to keep mm-hmm. it at a super high level, we can go into more in the future. There is a, 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 the family lives in India to start. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess in short, there's a father who is a, a police officer, a constable there. And a mother who is a, is a, a member of a political dynasty and is still an activist. And their son, okay. who is the protagonist that I mentioned to you, a teenage boy. And mm-hmm. there's this upheaval of unrest in India. And as a result, the police officer feels helpless to do anything about it. And his wife winds up getting murdered. In India? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. And for reasons that I'll keep, yeah. because some of this stuff is, I think, interesting. And you would want to read about it. The father uh, and son go to America. Mm-hmm. And they both, really the story, the bulk of the story. So that we, we're told that, what I just told you at the very beginning, essentially. Um, but the bulk mm-hmm. of the story is following the son dealing with his loss of his mother, the grief, and the mm-hmm. father too. There's a, there's a parallel story where there's, we, we see the father documenting sort of what happened in, I think there's like eight or 10 little chapters leading, when he mm-hmm. meets his wife, leading up to when he loses his wife. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see his perspective in that regard, but most in, in, in him dealing with his loss in his own way. But as a result of his grieving, he's kind of removed from his son and not available emotionally. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's driving the son crazy because he's dealing with loss differently. To deal mm-hmm. with this, the son winds, who's a big fan of Bollywood, and uh, which he wouldn't call, his mother wouldn't call Bollywood, but uh, and, and music from India, like Bangra music. He, he happens to upon the hip hop community, the hip hop culture that's developing in the early 80s in the area. And mm-hmm. that for him becomes an outlet for his grief and maybe a way to reach his father because they both love music and dance. That's the story in a nutshell. Oh, not, I guess there's one other aspect. As he's trying to live his life in Jersey City, what I told you about historically that really happened starts intervening. They realize they're not, mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. any safer than some of the people were in India, in a sense. And mm-hmm. they have to make a decision whether they're going to stay and fight, which they didn't do in India, or uh, they're going to go somewhere else again. Um, mm. Anyway, it sounds like a bummer, mm-hmm. but a lot of the story is him, you know, again, getting it, trying to learn how to dance and finding a crew and learning about mm-hmm. the music and, you know, amassing records and stuff like that. Yeah. With not getting into the weeds myself. There's so many parts of it that like you might think, oh, this is a bummer. It's not like there's so many things that are happening that um, that Sanjay, the main character, is experiencing that are are so compelling and very touching and and sometimes gripping and it, 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 there's a lot of different uh uh layers of things happening wow which are uh thanks yeah Kev. really you say you wonder about you know whether or not this is a downer or whatever but it sounds to mm-hmm. me again not having any basis i haven't read it that no. mm-hmm. you're starting at the at the lowest point for these characters right so Theoretically, yeah. it should be uphill from here. It's, it, <laughs> yeah, I would expect to see a, a story of recovery, a story of finding oneself right. is what I would hope. Because mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. start with someone at a tragedy, yeah. only mm-hmm. a brutal SOB would then follow that up with more and more tragedy, <laughs> the end. <laughs> you know, that's, brutal SOB? <laughs> William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, you're right, John. Yes, it, it is very much that. It is about climbing out of that sort of... Mm-hmm nadir mm-hmm. in their life and it's not like 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 process anything emotionally it's not linear right there it's it's up right. and down you, you're getting yeah. higher every time yeah. but it's you know you get dropped back down and finally maybe you'll climb out of it or not uh mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. absolutely just like chumba said yes 
What? <laughs> now, you know, I, I talked about, re, John, you mentioned about researching uh, Indian culture to be able to write mm -hmm. about it. And I did. But one yep. thing that I, I was surprised that I had to do, and I did, was research a lot about hip hop culture. Because although mm -hmm. I lived and experienced it, you know, when it was coming up in the 1980s, literally, I couldn't recall certain things. Mm. And, and some of them are fascinating mm. to me. Like, how yeah. did my friends, how did we learn how to break? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, if this uh -huh. is something born out of the Bronx. We lived mm -hmm. across the river from, you know, Manhattan. But mm -hmm. uh, wait, oral tradition, you know, it had to be someone's uncle mm -hmm. taught a, you know, a friend who it had to be, right? <laughs> And uh, then cross the river. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or lose somebody who mm -hmm. lived there. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, how, how did we, yeah. in Florida, yeah. learn <laughs> to attempt to yeah. <laughs> pop and lock yeah. and break and things like that? Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, I have VHS footage inside of my band hall of my <gasps> friends and I messing no. around with this camcorder yeah. doing like <laughs> pop and lock stuff right? oh. and beatboxing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I think it, it gets to you. It seeps into your pores through if you are exposed to pop culture when that's coming up. Because yeah. mm -hmm. even if you were like, initially, I, like I told you, I started out just listening to country music and didn't know until I got to <laughs> high school that there was other music. I just thought that was <laughs> other weird. Right. Oh, so they're using the movies, soundtrack stuff, right? No, there's right. other like pop music. <laughs> and when I started getting into hip hop and rap and stuff like that, you want to see what they're doing at MTV. You want to see what the yeah. fat boys are doing. You want to mm -hmm. see what yep. Run DMC is doing. And whatever they mm -hmm. do, you're like, can I do that? Can I do, can I work oh, my yeah. body to do this crazy thing? Yep, and so I don't know of anybody in my little neck of the world that got taught anything. Yeah. It was just all imitation of seeing yeah. what famous people were doing who had just gotten famous, by the way. They were nobody, mm -hmm. nobody, nobody famous suddenly. And this is what they had been doing you know, throughout their, their young lives. Yeah. And the event, yeah. And you, you remind me, of course, mid eighties, later eighties, we had some films, you know, we had, uh, yes. The break in films. Yeah. We had yeah. The, yep. the, uh, featuring better dancing beat street film. Uh, mm -hmm. before yeah. that, Boogaloo. <laughs> before that you had, yeah. and I'm trying to remember if this is where our, you had some TV shows that featured it. And I think locally we probably had shows before other parts of the country had, were featuring mm -hmm. dancing. Uh, mm -hmm. wild style that the film, that film came out, uh, before breaking even it's like, I think it was 82 mm -hmm. or 83 rerun or what's Beat happening. Street. Rerun. Yeah. Late seventies. Oh, and yeah, yeah. He, he is a popper yeah. and locker that came up with uh, Tony. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tony Basil and, uh, Shabadoo and Michael mm -hmm, Chambers. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Boogaloo yep. Shrimp. Yeah. All those Boogaloo Shrimp. Yeah. But anyway, that aspect of it, but also, and about the music, like, you know, I, how did that spread about, uh, so, so anyway, that, that was another thing that I, look, I loved being able to do that, but reading a lot about the mm -hmm. uh, hip hop, what actually happened, you know, history that was, uh, yeah. wasn't just anecdotal. That's interesting to me that you had to research that. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't occur to me <laughs> that you weren't just telling what you had lived. I think about if I were, I try to map myself when I'm trying to understand people's journey. I try to map myself onto there and go, what decision would I have made in that scenario? Yeah. And so, I would never have mapped onto this Indian immigrant family, but I would have mapped onto someone. I'm sure it wouldn't have been just me, but it wouldn't have been about hip hop. It probably would have been about, you know, Dungeons and Dragons or the mm -hmm. arcade gaming community or things yeah. like that, because mm -hmm. that's another subset. And I live that and love that and couldn't tell you every little detail about it. So yeah. I, I get where 
just because it's something you're passionate about doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're ready to write about it chapter and verse necessarily. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, hey, look, guys, I really appreciate your time. I think that's enough for today as far as, again, I wanted to give you a flavor, at least of what the story is. As far mm-hmm. as the journey from here and what these episodes will be, it's like I said at the beginning, over the next, you know, several weeks throughout the end of the year, we'll be meeting mm-hmm. as often as you guys are able to talk and, and whether or not, uh, I guess we hit upon a particular issue related to the story that you guys want to want to be involved in, we'll meet. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I have, as I mentioned, I've reached out to some other folks that are going to talk about more specific aspects of different things in the story, music, dance, movies play a role in it, uh, other things too, again, not to bum anybody out, but you know, bullying is an aspect, being bullied, surviving mm-hmm. bullies, uh, definitely racism, definitely. grief. Um, and I want to encourage folks to the extent you're listening to this, you want to share with us your experiences with regard to any of that, the importance that music or dance played you, you and your youth mm-hmm. or what else helped you get through a hard time uh, when you were growing up. Please let us know if you have any particular stories with regard to any of these things. We would love to hear them. They'll help me as a writer because I want, look, mm-hmm. ultimately, I would love folks that listen to this or are curious about the 1980s and curious about my book uh, and, and are able to find some aspect of it that they connect with, even if it's only through these uh, episodes that we have. There's some funny stuff in the book, too. I would hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny stuff. Okay, yeah. You know, and as we're winding this up, Will, it's just, you know, we started at the beginning of the show where you're kind of talking about it, it feels a little awkward to get a... It, it feels like self-promotion, but really we're, we're dismantling this thing that you spent a large part of your life on yeah. as you're trying to round the end of it. But I think it's worth noting that this show has predominantly been about touching on the the peaks of pop culture of the 80s, the things that we all know so well. Mm-hmm. But when you look back at the 80s through what we now have as you know, rose-colored glasses, mm. there was so much more to it back then. That mm-hmm. was, it was not all peachy. It was not all wood paneling and shag carpet. It was not all transition <laughs> from analog to digital. There was plenty going on in the world that is also part of the 1980s experience that is not about the VMAs and Indiana Jones and stuff like that, that we also right. lived. And it's mm-hmm. equally, if not more important to telling the story of that decade than maybe some of the stuff we cover on the regular show. Mm. So. Yeah, so this is, I guess, to put it in, you know, sort of a contemporary vernacular with regard to media, because maybe this will get mm-hmm. people to listen or, or stick around. This is like the <laughs> grittier version. This is the dark, the dark universe version of 1980s now. The dark underbelly. The dark underbelly. Yeah, <laughs> the dark underbelly. Of 1980s now. No, you're, you're right, yeah. John. This and is I, the yeah. minutia that gets swept under the carpet yeah. that is just as much a part of our experience as anything else. Great way I, to put it. Yeah. And that put, is a great way to put it. Yeah. Absolutely. And how did we get here from there? You know, right. like there's a, yes. yeah. This mm-hmm. is some of the, yeah, the, uh, the mastic, the grout that's sticking together all those other episodes. <laughs> there you go. Hey, next yeah. week we're back to our regular yeah. show where we're going to be talking about some of the controversial songs from the 1980s. Ooh, songs that right. uh, were Tell considered it. scandalous at the time. <laughs> some that were considered, maybe considered scandalous. Now thinking back, Oh. And and I'm guaranteed there's some that have lyrics in them. This is what I'm going to challenge you guys to do when we, we talk about this. I'm going to give you Ooh, a song okay. and see if you can't figure out why it's a problem. Because some of them, you're not going to, I don't think you're, it's going to hit mm. you gotcha. right away. <laughs> well, they're yeah, all going to well, pale in comparison to WAP, I'm sure. So whatever it is, we'll survive. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Hey, we will uh, talk to you next time on 1980s Now. Until next time. <laughs> Bye-bye.